what would be the top 3 things that they should look out for in making that journey from 0 to 1 uh three things i think first is product market fit you know uh making sure that you know the customer first of all who exactly is the customer and well to be fair that part might come a little later on you know so you might build the product as long as you have customers then fine tuning and focusing on a specific customer segment might come later on but then making sure that this product is in demand um and then you know what are the capabilities and features that are needed and then you know having that focus and um you know having the clarity of vision that you don't get sidetracked into building features that nobody wants to buy but building you know only features that people are standing in line with money in their hand to uh, to purchase you know hi everyone i am pranojit uh, welcome to deep tech musings a podcast about founders and investors in the deep tech startup ecosystem and you can also find us on spotify and apple podcast i'm excited uh, to be doing today's episode on menza which is a unique take on social audio conversations wherein we are time boxed to 20 25 minutes discussions so do check it out on your app store uh, i'm glad that we have uh, anurag here with us uh, he is the co-founder of uh, menza so anurag thanks for joining today thanks rajit and welcome to menza arjun your thanks so before thanks, we move on I would also like to give a mention to Inflection Point Ventures and early stage startup investing platform for having introduced me to Menza and also uh, Arjun. So IPB is doing some great work in democratizing Indian startup investing. And if you want to learn more about it then do check out uh, our last episode with the co-founder Ankur Mittal. All right. So without further ado let me welcome today's guest Arjun who is the co-founder of Courseplay an AI powered employee experience platform. Arjun welcome how are you doing Thanks so much uh, Pranajit uh, it's great to be here and Anurag you know this this platform looks fantastic I'm I'm really glad to be here uh, on this uh, on this conversation today Okay so Arjun uh, why don't we start with you giving us a brief overview of Postplay problem it's solving and has evolved through the years Yeah absolutely you know so this started with um, you know with with my understanding of the you know the elements market in the corporate space you know uh when you look at the kind of learning that happens in uh, in a company you know and as an employee it's mostly formal learning it's in the form of either classroom training or uh, you know uh, some kind of e learning but it's always formal you know but there's so much learning that gets captured uh, that well it doesn't get captured but it happens in the company you know in a social setting where you're learning from your peers you're learning from your your reporting manager your mentor and at the same time you know there's so much you learn on the job and typically none of this gets captured by any platform by any tool in the company so you know that's where uh, you know we come in with cosplay it's a platform dedicated to 360 degree employee growth we look at your entire employee experience whether it's formal learning whether it's coaching and mentorship whether it's on the job you know so we provide you with uh, learning opportunities uh, and then the opportunity to track all of that learning um, you know uh, so that um, uh, you know employees are more fulfilled they get a better understanding of where they need to improve and they can also better track their careers you know so that's that's what we're all about at cosplay we launched this platform in january 2016 
And, you know, today we're working with clients like Amazon, Hyundai, SpiceJet, Mothercare, Imani, you know, some, some really fantastic companies that are leaders in their, in their respective sectors. Uh, you know, we've, um, we've served over a million uh, end users so far. And, uh, you know, with, um, and we've also started our own journey with, uh, with Inflection Point Ventures uh, this January. You know, so we've got a long way to go, but, you know, we're, we're really, really excited to be on this journey. Awesome. Those points really resonate uh, with me as a startup founder myself previously and also leading practice right now. Employees are truly the best assets of any org and uh, whatever benefit we can uh, do towards them is something which is really strikes out. So can you also highlight a few features uh, uh, in depth uh, on this uh, platform? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, so uh, take... Um, Take a standard, you know, you look at your performance, right? Uh, it's a standard process. Many companies track performance and KPIs. And in most companies, you know, you sit down with your boss or you sit down with, you know, the various reports of your performance and you're given a score and that typically goes to HR and you're looking at your appraisal and things like that. But what about learning from that? What about getting... Uh, insights into what kind of people you need to talk to, what kind of uh, formal learning programs, what kind of training you need to do, you know, maybe what kind of projects you need to be working on so that those gaps in your performance can be, can be filled. And that's one example, you know, where we have a performance evaluation feature. You can track your KPIs, you can track your targets, and then areas where you've missed your targets Cosplay is able to intelligently make recommendations on the kind of learning you need to do to fill those targets next time. You know, uh, another example is your your individual development plan. So, you know, um, with our belief is that when you're looking at, you know, your own personal development plan, uh, it has to come from you. It has to come as an employee. You know, you need to be in charge. You need to have ownership over that. Uh, and in that sense, you know, you're in control of your own destiny. And when you do that, you know, you have to sit down with your reporting manager, you have to sit down with your mentor and actually track, you know, what kind of activities are going to help you in growing those particular skills. So all of that can be done on cosplay, you know, so you have a single platform where your skills are tracked, your mentor is connected, your reporting manager is connected, your performance, your behaviors, uh, you know, your real world uh, activities, all of that comes into one single epicenter. And, you know, your um, the various stakeholders are able to contribute to your personal growth. At the same time, you're able to go out and search for content that's relevant to you and consume that content on the same platform. So, And then all of that data gets captured. Sounds good. I'm curious to learn more about the intelligent recommendation that you mentioned and maybe perhaps some more automation that you have built into your platform. Can you highlight a bit more and what are the technologies at play there? Yeah, absolutely. You know, so we found that... Um, most of the time that uh, L&D department spends, and, you know, actually this is another uh, trend we've noticed is that L&D is now spinning out of HR, you know, so no longer are learning departments a part of HR, but rather they have become a part of business. So, uh, you know, your sales team will have an L&D function, your operations team will have an L&D function. And, um, you know, so, so that's, that's one interesting finding. But what we found is that, you know, with these guys, a lot of the time that they spend is not on decision making. It's not on uh, analysis of data, but it's just on automation. You know, it's, I mean, it's something that can be automated, but it's, it's, they're spending their time on administration, you know. So um, 
the idea for us was to bring in a whole host of automation capabilities so that this administrative time can be uh, can be reduced you know so in a day they might be spending 4 to 6 hours just on administration rather than on problem solving so and this was something that we said look they have, this has to change so you know whether it is about automatically assigning courses based on an employee's role or about automatically recommending learning programs based on where the employee has the most scope for growth we try to automate that entire thing for um you know uh, for our clients um so we have our own internal you know ai powered engines that that do this and um uh you know one of the ways we do this is that everything is cross referenced against skills you know so skills becomes the core building block of um of the entire system and then everything is linked to skills you know so your the learning modules that you're learning what other skills that you'll be gaining by completing this program that is tracked your kpis in terms of performance and um what kind of um skills are required to uh, to achieve those kpis that is tracked uh, you know in terms of your competencies you know what kind of based on the roles you know what are the competencies you need to have and then those corresponding skills you know that is tracked so we're able to bring everything into a common language of skills and then that makes it very easy for us to make these recommendations got it got it so uh, what are some of the key ai technologies that you are using right now and uh, being ai first also means having that uh, data to build those uh, automation on so how do you go about solving that challenge yeah definitely you know so so we have our in house team that that works on these uh, that solves these problems you know uh, so one is looking at um all of the data that we that we have when it comes to um the kind of courses that are assigned to users based on the skills that they have and the roles that they have and then you know aggregating that and then making recommendations uh, based on that now the technicalities you may have to speak with my uh, with my head of technology but you know that's that's one of the things that we do with our with our ai but um, you know that's not all and you know for us actually uh, you know my personal philosophy uh, with 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 ai and you know um, as a founder of a tech company is that we don't see ai as the feature you know we see ai as a tool um, that is making that feature all the more powerful you know so what we really um, are excited by is the fact that we can make recommendations and maybe we use two or three different techniques to do it you know uh, uh, in addition to uh, using uh, ai powered uh, algorithms but you know all of this serves the core feature which is recommendations which is serving the core problem of reducing your administrative workload but then you know that's one example another is um, you know ai powered translation you know so where we have many of our clients you know i think roughly something like 60% of our of our audience of our end users they are um, either bilingual or english is not their first language so there's also a lot of importance on making sure that content is available in different languages and we use ai to translate that content into different languages so that it is scalable and it's highly cost effective you know so that's another thing that we're doing with with ai a third thing we're doing with ai is um, you know we've got a chatbot and uh, you know employees want to engage with their companies they want to engage with the platform now you know so they want to be able to talk to the system that they are working on um and um, and you know they want solutions uh, without having to look at this complicated interface uh, which anyway you know with cosplay it's a highly intuitive interface but sometimes they just want to type and they want an answer now you know 
Um, so our chatbot is able to do that for our learners. And we have a lot of AI power there, you know, where we are constantly training that chatbot to be better at providing clearer answers uh, on better answers to and more helpful answers to uh, to the end user, you know. So um, we use AI as a tool um, and we use it in all of these different ways so that, um, you know, end users get a much better experience. Our um, our clients in the form of, you know, the administrators, they're better able to, uh, to, to use their time because they're saving so much time uh, because all of this administration is automated. Um, and then on our side, we're able to collect all of this data to make those those algorithms work even better. You know, so that's how we do it at Cosplay. Got it. AI as an enabler, I think, is a very strong point that you make. And very interesting is also the point about content in different languages. I'd like to bring in Anurag at this one. I think, Anurag, you would also vouch uh, for this uh, through your experience of uh, Menza as well, right? Content in indigenous and maybe other languages <laughs> is something which is so winning right now. Absolutely. In fact, you know, Arjun and Pranajit, we also integrated an AI system on the back end to be able to analyze these conversations and make sense of people's personalities, styles, their inclusivity, their, you know, the ocean framework and all of that. But we still struggle with the language piece, right? So if some of these uh, conversations happen in Hindi or any vernacular language, right, the AI struggles dramatically, right? But with English, we have kind of perfected it. We did a pilot about four or five months back and the pilot came out really, really well. Uh, But I agree. I mean, uh, currently, language continues to be a challenge for us to kind of do AIs on it. Uh, But in English, the AI works pretty well, if that makes sense, Pranajit. Yeah, I agree with you. AI in uh, vernacular language, I think, is making a lot of progress. and But still, we are not at the same confidence level as we are with English. And I think, again, I go back to my point of data. I think it's only the matter of uh, feeding with the good amount of data. And we are doing it. I think the platforms are becoming more aware of that. So we are collecting data in vernacular languages as well. And as we keep on going on that, I think there will be a soon a time when AI on vernacular is also at equal performance. Yeah, absolutely. So, and, Arjun, but, you know, I, I do feel yeah. with makeup to AI, it's also about the use case, right? It depends on the kind of content you have. You know, with us, uh, a lot of it is actually numbers. So it's not even in English. It's not in any vernacular language because it has to do with numbers, you know. How many times a certain uh, module was opened? Uh, you know, what was the what's the designation of a certain uh, employee? And then based on that, you know, how many people have opened the same course? So, you know, with us, um, number one is, you know, when it comes to these kinds of, of algorithms, they don't. Nec- I mean, if you're looking at natural language processing for for a chatbot kind of interface, uh, then definitely, you know, there, um, you know, it needs to understand those languages. One of the ways that we do it is, I mean, what's on our roadmap is that you know all our AI processing will happen in English, and then we simply just translate that English into whichever language uh, is needed. And then when we need to process anything, we translate it back from the vernacular language to to English, so that um, you know we're able to uh, train everything in a single language. Um, and then that also makes it less expensive because, you know, to train AI in a vernacular language can also get very, very difficult. Uh, you know, so we're able to do all of those things, um, you know, uh, in a slightly more cost-effective way by bringing everything to to English or into a language like maths where, you know, uh, no such challenge. I love that. I love that take. So, uh, Arjun, my next question to you would be that you have taken a company from Scratch to 
having good traction in the market. So you've gone from zero to one. So what would be your advice to fellow entrepreneurs who are looking to make the same journey? What would be the top three things that they should look out for in making that journey from zero to one? Yeah, that's a good one, uh, Pranajit. So, you know, I'd say uh, three things. I think first is product market fit, you know, uh, making sure that you know the customer, first of all, uh, you know, that um, who exactly is the customer. And well, to be fair, that part might come a little later on, you know, so you might build the product as long as you have customers. Um, then fine-tuning and focusing on a specific customer segment might come later on. But then making sure that this product is in demand um, and then, you know, what are the capabilities and features that are needed and then, you know, having that focus and, um, you know, having the clarity of vision that you don't get sidetracked into building features that nobody wants to buy, but building, you know, only features that people are standing in line with money in their hand to, uh, to purchase, you know. So I think that product market fit is very important, um, with the caveat that, you know, look, sometimes your your target market might change over time uh, and they might be sort of defined at a later stage. But as long as the demand is there, you know, you've got to make sure that that is happening. Um, you know, so that's my number one sort of point. Um, the second has to do with, um, you know, having a co-founder. I, I do believe now, you know, I run a single founder company. So maybe it's a case of, you know, the grass is greener on the other side because, you know, I, I speak to um, some of my fellow sort of startup founders and I hear different types of stories of, of the pitfalls of, of having a co-founder, you know, so you see that also. But, um, you know, in lieu of having a co-founder, having a senior team, you know, somebody who can take on uh, the burden of management with you side by side, uh, you know, so it's not required, it's not required that they're a co-founder, but they sort of end up playing a similar role, you know, somebody who you can uh, bounce ideas off of um, and somebody who can take on, you know, a, a large chunk of your, your burden as a founder, you know, so I think that is important because, you know, one of the mistakes that, that I made when I first started off the company is, you know, single founder company, I hired a lot of guys at a very junior level. And for the longest time that created an immense amount of pressure upwards towards me, you know, because I had to approve everybody's work. I had to sort of, uh, you know, give everybody attention. Uh, and that meant that for the big picture, for the more important tasks, you know, there wasn't enough time available, you know, for me to be able to do everything. Uh, and then that created a lot of sort of, you know, upward pressure and really stretched me very thin. And I feel, you know, um, we could have uh, grown a lot faster. We could have achieved a lot more in the early days. Had I looked at hiring, you know, taking that leap of faith and hired somebody senior, uh, so that uh, you know a lot of this work could have been uh, could have been shared you know so i think that's my second point is that you know don't take it all on yourself either have a co-founder or at a very early stage focus on hiring uh, you know some some senior folks um that can you know uh, help you with all of this because it can be quite daunting and uh, you know number 3 would be i think just you know launch you know um uh uh, something that even I did, you know, uh, for the longest time was, okay, let's fix these bugs. Let's add these features, you know, that wishes sort of never stops and just, you know, selling something, you know, and maybe it's for free, maybe it's for like five rupees instead of for five lakhs, but just, um, you know, going out there in the market and launching, um, you know, as fast as possible, I think call it beta mode, you know, but just be there in the market, you know, and start selling, I think is, is important because, uh, that's another thing that I, you know, took a lot of time with. Um, I wanted to be perfect, but then, you know, I realized at some point 
it's never going to be perfect. Even now, you know, I feel like we're just one percent done. We've got so much more to build. So I'm so glad that you know, in January when we did go to market, um, that we went, you know, because um, otherwise maybe we would still just be in development mode and we would have not launched anything. Fantastic points. I think I can't agree more. Knowing your customer, finding the co-founder, and having bias for action. I think these three are very uh, critical. And uh, definitely, I think I'd just like to add to the co-founder point that along with co-founder, probably in deep tech, it's the investor as well who is willing to take on that long haul because deep techs are typically some long gestation. And so having that fit is also quite important. What do you think? Yeah, I think maybe with deep tech, um, you know, definitely, uh, you know, that makes more sense. Um, our product is more sort of B2B kind of uh, technology. You know, there's, we've got AI in there, but we do so much more. Um, I think from zero to one um, for a non-deep tech. So, I, so I, you know, maybe I can't comment on deep tech, hmm. but, you know, for a B2B SaaS play um, and going from zero to one, I think, you know, if you've got a good deal of savings, if you've got a little bit of, you know, friends and family kind of seed money, um, then, to get to one, I don't know if an investor is necessarily required. Uh, maybe to get to 10, you need an investor, you know, so that's probably my my input with the uh, with investor. Okay, point taken. So my last question, and we're approaching the limit now. So uh, we see AI being, uh, you know, used uh, almost in every product right now. So how do you build differentiation uh, in today's market wherein everyone is using or claims to be using AI? Yeah, you know, I think it, you know, there are maybe three core stakeholders that need to be thinking about this, you know, one is the customer, um, you know, there is this idea of FOMO, you know, so in a, in especially in a B2B, uh, in a B2B market, you know, if, uh, if one uh, customer has purchased this really fancy, you know, bells and whistles, um, AI sort of platform, every, you know, people don't want to miss out, you know, on, on what they're doing. And they feel like, okay, if I don't buy this product, uh, my, my business is going to burn down tomorrow. So I need to, uh, you know, I need to invest in this fancy thing as well, you know. So, you know, I think number one is uh, making sure that the product you buy fits the um, fits the use case, fits the problem statement and not getting caught up in this FOMO thing because you're absolutely right. You know, there are platforms that have um, a lot of extremely fancy capabilities that, you know, maybe nobody's going to purchase or, uh, you know, may not necessarily be be viable at an early stage of, of implementation. Uh, you know, so paying unnecessarily, uh, you know, 10x for that kind of capability might be, uh, you know, might not be something that's prudent at the time. So, uh, you know, one is when it comes to the customer, you know, looking at, um, at them and saying, look, don't fall for this FOMO um, uh, idea. Uh, the second is, I think, also, you know, from the from the founder's perspective, you know, looking or maybe the leadership of the company, you know, um, and then also thinking about, OK, how will these technologies really improve the product? You know, so having a customer first approach there and making sure that, um, you know, again, it's it's a tool, you know, so I think that gets forgotten. Uh, because of the novelty factor that AI has today. And I think that novelty factor is wearing off over time. Uh, people do forget yeah. that it's it's just a tool. Look, you can, if you put enough enough source code into it, you don't need AI. You know, you could have regular algorithms that do the same thing. Okay. So you don't necessarily, you know, so it's about just thinking about how do you, um, how do you leverage these technologies? And then, you know, making sure it's economical to adopt an AI powered approach versus you know, um, this is a regular, you know, really well-developed algorithm approach. Um, you know, and many times there's a, there's a great algorithm that you've written and, it, you know, you make it a black box and then it works like an AI, uh, an AI engine, you know. Uh, 
So thinking about this um, is, I think, my second uh, my second point for for founders. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be AI. Just and don't slap that label on just for the heck of it. You know, um, and. And I think third has to do with, uh, you know, the, the workforce, you know, making sure that uh, they understand how these uh, technologies work. And I think on, on that level, I would say, you know, let's make AI commonplace. You know, everybody should be using it on a daily basis to uh, to build something exciting um, or to solve a, a problem. And, you know, th- there are multiple courses that we've um, that that we've encountered in you know in our research that make it easy to learn these things and pick these things up. So I would say you know let's take that yeah. let's take that novelty factor out of AI and make it something that is you know just as commonplace as Java or Python or PHP that you know everyone can use it or even more commonplace. I mean, let's make it like Word or Excel. You know that everybody knows how to use it and it's it, it you know it's not novel and therefore it is only used when it needs. Great. So I think don't force fit AI into everything, but solve a problem in actual, and that becomes a differentiation itself. Absolutely. So Arjun, it's been great talking to you. Thanks for taking out time. Uh, pleasure. Anurag, thanks for uh, visiting today. And thanks to all the listeners for joining. And be sure to check out the channel for more such uh, rooms in future. Absolutely. Thanks so much, everyone. Great to be here. Thank you, guys. Thank you.